And uh, we've gone through 10 different ways that we can uh, be like Jesus and striving to be like him, being a part of his labor and work. We are his hands and feet. Amen. Uh, as I made mention, I think it was last Wednesday night, uh, God, God sent an angel down to Carnesia's household, but he didn't tell him how to get saved. Amen. And he had to send visions to Peter. Amen. He told him to go with these men. Don't ask no questions or doubt nothing. Just, just you go with them and believe that God sent them and, and you'll find out what happens when, they get, when you get there. You know, so God works on both ends of the thing. And I believe that, I believe that since we're uh, about to get through with this construction over there, but our house will have more time to preach longer sermons. And, uh, well, at least, you know, I was just trying to figure it out here. Amen. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, be rejoicing together. Praise God. And tonight I'm going to start with Matthew chapter 4, and I'm going to begin reading at verses 1 through 4 or one through three, really, to start with. Then was Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. And when he, the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And if you would read that real slow, it would say like this, that when Jesus was baptized, basically, he was led in the wilderness, and others, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Amen. And when the tempter came to him, if thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. We're talking about enduring temptation tonight, and we're going to talk about temptation a lot because I don't know for sure we're talking about something in the Bible or maybe some of you may have had one of those experiences. Every so often you have one, maybe like a dozen, two times a day. And I can tell you some stories that's happened the last few weeks that uh, is totally destroyed almost a life. And... Uh, I really don't know all the details, but I'm, I know what happened or what, what, what happened. Right? But a life was destroyed because temptation. And it wasn't more immoral. It was something that, that uh, she'll have to pay for the rest of her life. Amen. Amen. There's three temptations here, and I will just read those, amen, to us. And, and I, I would like to read some of it out of the... the uh, the international or the new international version of the Bible and it's uh, verses 3 and 4 first of all and when the tempter came to him he said if thou be the son of God command these stones to be made bread that was a temptation amen he was temptation to Jesus because after he had been fasting for 40 days and nights I'm sure 
that his flesh was really telling his body or his, his tummy or his mind, we need some food. And that's just about the way the devil works most, most a lot of times. Finds you with something of need in your life. Uh, you, you're broke, and so there was some money laying there that, that you could have picked up, you know, or you are, you, 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 in other words, temptations comes your way because your body sometimes is uh, out of control. Amen? And uh, if thou be the son of, a son of God, turn these stones into bread. Amen. You, you can do it, Lord. You can do it. I want to read Matthew, the fourth chapter, and I'll read from the uh, New International Version of the Bible, NIV. Amen. Verse number three says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that cometh from the mouth of God. Amen. And uh, he said, I, I, I'm hungry. I, I know he didn't say that, but he was hungry. But he said, I'm, I'm not going to, I am not going to do anything that will somehow uh, be obedient or, or glorify myself. And that did get maybe a good thing to talk about. Amen. That, amen. We're, we're, we're so tempted sometimes. Amen. Temptations is not is not a sin. Amen. And that's what happened to Eve. She was tempted, but she, she tried to, well, I have never tried one of these fruits before. I don't know what it was, but uh, she thought that it looked too good to pass up. Wasn't because she was like Jesus was. She hadn't been fasting and praying or whatever. But, uh, it was the lust of the flesh. It was, it was the flesh that, that the devil tried to tempt Jesus with to please his flesh. Your flesh can get you in trouble, brothers and sisters and friends and neighbors, whichever one you fit there. But your flesh is something that you've got to be spiritually, spirit, put, be controlled by the spirit. Amen. And verse 5 through 7 says it again like this. Amen. It says, When the devil taketh him up to a, uh, the holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and their, in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Psalms chapter 91 and verse 11. And uh, the devil wasn't really all that good at interpreting the scripture because he didn't read it right. But uh, the message got through, amen, that Jesus now, if you be the son of God, you need to be glorified. You need to, you need to be, show the world just what you can do, and, amen. Jesus never, he never did anything that would glorify him. People, the miracles that he did, you know, he said it himself. 
He, it wasn't him that did those miracles. He said the spirit that dwelleth in him, in him is doing the work. And the devil is trying to get us lifted up in pride. Amen. And uh, you can climb the ladder of success in this world. I'm talking about the physical world. But the ladder of success in the spirit world is just is dangerous. Y'all ready to go home? The devil will, the devil will, I've seen too many people fall off the top round. And I've said this about a dozen times in my life, preaching it and talking sometimes, but I've seen them splatter more than I did some people that fell off the lower rounds of life. Don't let the devil lift you up in your own eyes. Amen. The lust of the flesh. Amen. The pride of life. It is written, Jesus said, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You don't, you don't try to play with God's powers, God's work in, in, in things. Amen. For your own personal glory. I've told this before, excuse me, I'm I'm making some historical statements, but my pastor in Memphis 60-something years ago, 60 years ago, long back yonder, uh, he told, he was pastoring in Laurel, Mississippi, and uh, a divine healer, so to speak, I guess. I, I, I thank God uh, for, for those and I'd sure love to be used in God's ways. I, I, would, I would love to be there. And I know that we have prayed times, but most of my prayers don't seem to have uh, gotten that. But, but a, a divine healer came to his church, and he said uh, to him, he said, now I'll tell you what tonight we're going to do. He said, I want you to, I want you to say, well, brother, so, this is brother so-and-so, and God's used him in this, and God's used him in that, and he's had seen the healings of cancer, and he's this, that, and the other. And I told him, he said, I want you to build up, the, build up me to the congregation so that they will have faith in me. And Brother Hansford told him, he said, you can do all you want to for yourself, but I'm not doing that for you. Amen. The devil tried to boost up Jesus. Lift him up real high. And, uh, oh yeah, you, 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 uh, scripture says that you're not going to even fall to the ground. He'll catch you unless you dash your foot against a stone. Amen. Amen. And then Jesus had him begin his ministry. And the devil was really trying to prepare him wanting to prepare him or trying to control his, his, his mindset. Amen. And then verses six, 8 through 9, amen, in this same chapter, it says it like this, and again the devil tries twice, but I'll try again. Amen. Pride don't get him down. His flesh, amen, his, he's got his flesh under control. And so, amen, he, uh, uh, the lust of the eye, he's, amen, and, and again, he, the devil taketh him into a seemingly high mountain 
and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things have I given, I will give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. That's all he was wanting to start with, but he was, it was his last drive. Get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Amen. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Matthew has them in one, one, and of course Luke's and others have it in a different way. But Jesus had not even began his ministry. He was baptized. Well, I could say he hadn't really started his ministry. He was baptized, and from his baptism, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, I'll just get off of scripture just a little bit here is the way that it's going. But I will tell you, brothers and sisters, you get the Holy Ghost one night and you think you could run through a troop, leap over a wall. You think you've got the devil under control and your, your whole life is under control. The Lord can feed you with the Spirit. But I'll tell you what, before you get home, he'll start trying you. Uh, are you sure that that was God? Um, how do you feel? You know, and you know, you're probably tired from worshiping the Lord. Uh, in other words, he's not going to let you get very far before he starts throwing up roadblocks, detour signs, something to tempt you. Amen. Amen. I can tell you a story. A person that got the Holy Ghost one night in church, and I'm telling you what, they, they, they were so joyful for the spirit that they got, and they shouted and um, danced in the Lord and just worship until they were just exhausted. And on their way home, their companions said, you sure showed out tonight, didn't you? And that was yak, 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 yak. And it drained all the spirit almost before she got home. Uh, it, it didn't even wait till she got home. They were going to try you some way. Amen. Luke, the fourth chapter, and verses, uh, we'll just turn there. I will uh, not take you through the whole thing, but Luke, chapter 4. And uh, I will just read verse number 13. Luke, chapter 4, and verse 13. Same experience. Luke was telling his story, but on this, the last verse, that 13th verse, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed for him for a season. <laughs> uh, you know, every one of us kind of run hot and cold, don't we? And lukewarm, some. And so the devil said, I'll, I lost this battle, but I'll wait. One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to catch him in the ditch somewhere, you know. Uh, I uh, found a man in the ditch one time, and I pulled him out. I said, what are you? I said, you don't owe me nothing. He said, well, I, show up, I, catch, I, hope, I hope to catch you in the same shape one day, and I'll get you out. I hope you don't. <laughs> 
I'm not. <laughs> just, just let me go on down the road. I hope you don't catch me in the ditch. You know? but, uh, the devil's thinking, I'm going to catch him in the ditch. I'm going to, I'm, I'll be back when I think. And, and let me tell you something. I can, I'm going to probably read a few scriptures tonight that he, he tried again. Amen. John chapter chapter 8 and verse 44. I'm a I'm going to read several scriptures but it's on basically temptations trying your faith is going to be tried brothers and sisters. Amen. And maybe sometimes and I, I'm honest I'm never even set out to try to fast for 40 days. Uh, and none of us don't look like we have either. But, uh, but we, we want the power when the temptation comes. Amen. Luke chapter, John chapter 8 and verses 44 says, Ye are your father of the devil and the lust of your father. Ye will do. He, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there was no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of him his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Amen. Jesus was coming right back there. Amen. And he was telling about the devil, he's a, he, he's a liar, he's a thief, he's a murderer. I mean, he steals. He is, the thief cometh both to steal, to kill, and destroy. Amen. But I come that you may have life. Praise God. We'll read a few verses of Scripture in First Chronicles. First Chronicles, uh, chapter twenty-one, and I I will begin reading at verse number one. Amen. Now this is a sad, sad story in the Old Testament. And one of the greatest men in the Old Testament was the, was the uh, party that the Bible says in verse, 20, verse, 20, verse 1 of verse, chapter 21, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. David jumped up one day and kind of in his idle time of life and uh, said, I need to know how many soldiers I've got. He wasn't going to battle. He wasn't trying to prepare an army. He just wanted to find out just how many men that he had. Good idea, devil. Hello. Amen. He provoked David to number Israel. And David said unto Joab, to the rulers of the people, go number Israel from Beersheba, amen, even to Dan, and bring the number of them to me that I may know them. Even Joab answered, the Lord maketh his people a hundred times so many as they be, but my Lord, many more than they, they be, but my Lord, the king, or my Lord, O king, or my Lord, 
God, are you not all my Lord's servants? Are they not all my Lord's servants? Excuse me. Amen. Why then does the Lord require this thing? It wasn't the Lord. Why will, why will he be of, of a cause of trespassing to Israel? Why would it be a cause to trespass? David, you don't need to do this. I don't know where you got the idea. But that's, I mean, thank God for what you have and don't try to make sure you've got enough in your barns to sit back and take it easy the rest of your life. Amen. You, know, you don't you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. That's what the rich man said. I'm going to just tear down my old barns and I'm going to build new barns. Then I'm going to tell my soul to just take it easy for the rest of your life. I've got enough. I've got enough money. Amen. Not very many people feel that way. They had enough. But, but David fell at a time when, when he was not even needing a soldier. But just wanted to Make him feel good. This is a feel-good world now. And uh, beware of that because the devil will make sure that you get some things that make you feel good. If you'll just listen to him. Amen. And that's, that's, a, that's a testimonial right there in the scriptures to recognize how the devil tries to do sometimes. Amen. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. And I will read Amen from the second chapter. I don't know. I don't overrun my headlights on that one. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'll, I'll read verse number 11. I don't know what I'm doing, just flipping pages here, backwards and forth. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 11 says it like this. Amen. I'll back up to verse chapter 10. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. This is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgive I, forgive I it in the, in the person of Christ, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, I'm not telling you the whole story here in this but Paul was saying here to the Corinthian church, amen, we got to forgive and forget lest Satan take advantage of us. I dare say that there are things that in our minds, if, you know, I am not saying to you they're there now, but there's things that's, that's hindered our spiritual walk with God because of what somebody has said to us or about us. In, 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 in the church and it took us a while to get over that amen uh, 
you don't have to say amen to think you think you'd think that I was saying about you. But uh, we're not uh, we're not ignorant of his devices. He's trying his best to do do anything. And <laughs> I I told this, I think I think I told this here in church. About the fourth pew back. Not it's not here now, okay. About the fourth pew back in our church in Memphis. That's where Sister Sawyer sit. We had about, I think about 12, 15 rows, each, about, about the fourth pew back. Dear Sister, dear Sister Sawyer was there, and uh, she was, she was usually there uh, on pretty well on time, but mostly not too early. And so when she came walking into church, and there was a couple sitting in her place, and she just stopped at him and says, you've got my seat. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I called her and found him another seat and said, huh? But it was too late. Just as soon as church was over, they were gone and hadn't seen them since. And uh, it's just not only among ourselves, but Satan tries to take advantage wherever he can. I don't know what those people came for, but I don't think they got what they came for. But they got a whole lot of things that they didn't need to happen. And I, I'm sure that uh, maybe Brother Harrelson or I both have said things or done things or whatever at times, and forgive us, forgive us for it. We do our best. And I'm going to say that for me, and I believe I know him too. We're, we're trying to save people, not to try to control people. Let the, let the Lord control them in that. Amen. Well, praise God. I hope I'm getting somewhere. Second Corinthians, again, I'll move over to the 11th chapter. And we're talking about the way the devil does good saints of God sometimes. I called her Sister Sawyer, and I still call her Sister Sawyer, I guess, but, but she, she uh, you know, uh, she needed to recognize, hey, it's good to see you folk. I can find another seat somewhere else, or don't worry about it. Don't even don't let them know that you, they've got your seat. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Amen, verses number two and three. For I am a jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest any by me any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through the subtility, amen, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity of, that is in Christ Jesus or Christ. Paul was talking to the Corinthian church and he was quite concerned about the church's attitude of some things, amen. I would to God, verse chapter, verse one, I would to God that you could bear with me for a little in my folly and indeed I bear with me. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about you, your attitudes toward each other and of course you, you read Corinthians, you you'll find that there was quite a few things there that, uh, that was very much needful for them to, to get straightened up in their life. Amen. 
and also First Thessalonians. Amen. And uh, these are just scriptures that somehow will, uh, I think, would speak to us. First Thessalonians chapter three. And I will begin reading at the first verse. Wherefore, when you could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone. And sent Timotheus, that's Timothy, our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort even you concerning your faith. Amen. For no man should be moved by these afflictions for, for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. Amen. Paul, he's, uh, he's writing back to the church in Thessalonica and telling what all he had gone through or what, what afflictions he had gone through. And, uh, and let me just pause and say this. And I know it's, you probably can throw up some questions sometimes. But if, if something happens, if you have a car wreck, I'm not going to say, okay, I wonder what they've done that God's punishing them. Or, you know, if you fall, fall sick, uh, uh-huh, you need to get your life straightened up. No, that happens to, that happens to preachers too, you know. Uh, man, I, I heard this story. I, I, I mean, this was a doctrine of the church, or what it is. I don't know if it's a church or not, but it's a kingdom hall anyway. Preach millions living now shall never die. That was, that was a sermon that was preached in every kingdom's hall in the 1930s. And I, I hadn't found one of them yet. Amen. They, we were in the millennial reign of Christ, you know. Excuse me, I didn't, I didn't mean to get off on that, but uh, it's not in my notes, okay? But uh, we, uh, we can sometimes... Uh, think that hurts and things that's, uh, that happens to us. I believe every man should examine himself, every person should examine themselves. But let's don't take everything that happens and say, I wonder what God's mad about us, at us for. Amen? I think it's a devil. I just got that idea. I just think it's the devil's trying to... That's what we're talking about tonight, temptation. The devil is going to try to tempt and try. And if he can't get us in one way, he'll try to get us in the other. If he can't get us down, he'll try to lift us up. Oscar Vogel used to say it this way. I don't know how many times I heard you say it, but I know he said it a time or two. He said, the hands of God is about all of us. You believe the angels of the Lord are camped around about you now? Amen. Well, I do too. I believe God's, I believe that's Bible. But Brother Voga was saying this, what, the hands of God is about us. It's about us, to, amen, around about us, amen, to keep us, it's below us to pick us up. But it's also above us to keep us down. 
lest we jump off the temple and dash our foot against the stone. Amen. God is trying to keep us to where we are be pliable and serviceable to his kingdom. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 9. Amen. Says it like this. Amen. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it becometh him for whom all things are, are all things and by whom are all things to bring many sons into glory to make the captain of our salvation perfect through suffering. Through suffering. For both he that sanctifieth and they of whom are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to be called, to call them brethren. The writer of Hebrews, whoever it was, and I've heard, I don't know, I've heard uh, people, I don't know, and nobody really knows, but it seemed to be someone that knew the law, knew he was a, a committed Jew. Amen. I, I think it was the Apostle Paul. Amen. But here it says this in verse number 11, but both he that is sanctified and, and they of whom are sanctified are all one, of which cause Jesus is not ashamed to call them brethren. Jesus, of all the miracles that he did, you know what he was? He called us brethren. Why? Because he tasted death for every one of us. He robed himself in human flesh and walked among us as a human being. Amen. James, just a few pages over it, the book of James, and I will read the uh, first chapter one and verses number two through three. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, <laughs> knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience. And just let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You're going to be tried and tested. Amen. Count it all joy. And I said this well, weeks ago of this man that was down in Columbia, South America, that he was beat and he, they throwed a, two five-gallon buckets of rocks on his shoulder and broke his shoulder and, and was beating him as he was running. And Brother Thompson got him out of the jail and paid the fine for him. And, oh, by the way, he was reading the Bible. and He wasn't supposed to do that. And uh, anyway, that was, that was the law then. 
And, uh, and he thought that was, that was a wonderful thing. Brother Thompson brought him to the house, and when he stood in the door of the house, and Brother Thompson was a missionary for a representative of, of Columbia at that time. Oh, Brother Thompson, he said, just thank God counted me worthy to suffer like he did. Oh, me. Oh, me. God help us to recognize, to endure temptations and trials and tests and know that, amen, when you're tried, you're going to come forth as gold. Praise God. The trial of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work. Amen. Revelations chapter 3 and verse 11. And here it is in verse number 11. It says, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse, verse 10. I'll be, I'll back up to verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan which saith that they are Jews and they are not, but they are liars. And behold, I will make them to come and worship before the, thy feet and to know that I have loved thee because thou hast kept the words of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hours of temptation. Now this is, this is getting over there to the end time. Amen. I will keep you from the hours of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Amen. Amen. And hold fast. Don't give up. Hey, folks. Trials and tests are your way, coming your way. And let it not phase you May it not be something that you're going to question yourself, question the Bible, question God, whatever. Just think. Amen. When you, if you go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I, 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 they, the devil's been after me and tempting me. He'd say, I know. I, I've gone through that. The Bible says he is tempted in every point as we are. Now, I'm not going to try to get anything, but I want to let you know the devil's going to try you in, in every point of your life. And he will try to hit you in your weakest points and at your weakest times, just like he did Jesus. But we started out to follow Jesus, and that's, I'm, going to, I'm going to say it just like is. The Lord's around us. He's above us. He's below us. He's going to keep us down, keep us up, and keep us on the straight and narrow if we'll just allow the Spirit to leave us. Praise God. Shall we stand? Me. I didn't get very far, did I? Pretty close. Brother Mike. I, I thought it was this week, that uh, this past week, or, or that uh, that Mike and was going into Romania, or Ukraine, excuse me. And brother, uh, it's the uh, regional field supervisor. It's over Mike, 
and uh, they're going into the Ukraine in the morning and they're going to Kiev and uh, they're trying to help the churches there and uh, I did not know but not not us but there's there's help coming from headquarters and various places for the churches approximately seven thousand dollars a month goes to them to help them with some of their expenses and they're in their and they're trying to they're, tr they're trying to restore a church or trying to help a, build a church in Kiev and um, it, 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 it's six o'clock or so in the morning they're going to be leaving about five or six five o'clock or so and they'll be spend the night at the border tomorrow night uh, at the border and then Friday morning they will be going into the Ukraine and driving all the way to Kiev and then they're going to be there for Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night and Sunday and Sunday night and they're coming out even Monday morning and uh, that's, I don't know how many hundred miles it is from the borders to, to up to Kiev but uh, it is a very dangerous very dangerous now situation Two things. Number one, Lord, keep his hands up on them because they're there to try to help those churches. And number two is pray that God keep his hands up on those men. Now, I don't know for sure who the same pastor there, but I have met that pastor uh, myself uh, some years ago. He was a finest young man I've ever seen, just about it. it just, he was just dedicated. Amen. And, uh, and uh, he came to America, and I, that's where I met him. I met him in, in Alexander, Louisiana, and we we prayed for him there. But let's let's pray for Mike and Brother Herod as they are journeying. Um, they have no protection except the brethren from the church. They're going they're going to be driving them in there after they get to the border, and they'll be there. In fact. Uh, by, by about 8.30 or 9 o'clock, they'll be getting up in, in, in Romania. Eight, year, eight hours ahead of us, and they're going to get up real early so they can drive all the way. And it's about 400, 500 miles up to, uh, to where they're going to get into the, get into the Ukraine. But let's pray. I, I, I just want to pray. Lord God, we come to you, Lord, knowing, God, we, we believe, just what we've said tonight, talk, we believe your hands is about us, your big hands is around us, and I believe, God, that you're with us, you lead us and guide us, God, into truths, and you lead us and guide us, God, through the dangers of life, and Jesus, I know because this is a part of our church here, it's our flesh and blood, it's it's, it's a dangerous position, but Lord, we want to help the brethren. We want to help God, those people, Lord, that somehow they're dodging all the time and hiding all the time. And God, we don't know what all that goes through, but they're hanging on to you. And they're trying to keep the church, God, going and trying, God, to get souls. And I'm sure that, God, there's a lot of potential 
people praying and seeking you now there. So may God somehow, they have an influx of peoples, not because of war, we don't that, but God, we pray, God, because they're hungry for you and desiring Jesus, your protection. So we ask you, God, today, tonight to keep your hands about them. May they be, God, anointed of you, Lord, to minister, God, to those people and encourage them and strengthen them, God, for your glory and, God, for the souls of man that they can reach, that we can't reach them and we don't know, but our prayers we go, we, we pray that goes with them, Lord, as they go. And somehow, Jesus, God, we know that you're coming soon, but God, let your church arise, God, even, Lord, when, God, all the fear and, God, all the things are about them, I ask, Jesus, that you would, God, supply the needs, God, physically, and supply the needs, especially spiritually for them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. And uh, keep us keep keep Michael in this prayer this week. Hope they'll they'll be by Sunday when we have service here. They'll they'll already be headed with head headed back uh, because uh, when uh, when it's uh, when it's twelve o'clock here, it, they're already up and going in Romania. So. Uh, He'll be praying for us. Lord bless you.